0: And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Dumbay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it.
1: What does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself.
3: what is going on y'all we are back it is another episode of no bets barred this time for ufc vegas no number next to that one no we are not at the apex we'll be in front of a crowd in las vegas for pyotr jan versus marab devalashvili uh should be a fantastic card Jedman. man how we doing bro 285 we do. how would we-
4: we're doing, we'll get to the 285 because we got to talk. One, do you know why this is UFC Vegas and not UFC Vegas X, Y, or Z? Uh, because of the stadium it's at. Yes, but do you know why they're at this stadium? Because slap fighting has to take place at the air Sure this weekend? is. It's incredible that they're going to, uh, whichever, I don't even remember what the venue is, but. It's, it's fantastic. Just throwing a kink in the works for friggin' slap fighting. So,
3: but I don't hate it. I mean, it's just going to make them money and we, we get this fight in front of a crowd.
4: I mean, I, that's a, that's a very positive way to look at it, Connor. I appreciate that, that optimism from you. Uh, but Gotta have it's, it. it's not a terrible fight card. It's not great. And I'm saying this now. I'm sure I'm going to say it on other programs this week. But I want us to be the first access to this important take of mine here, which oh, is great. this. Yeah. For all those people out there. And now there are many of you that say the claim erroneously that Bantamweight is the best division in the sport. I offer you this card because we have five Bantamweight fights on it. And there's not one of you who are going to stand up and be like, this is the best fight night card of the year. I can't wait for this. This card is pretty mid, and that's okay to say. It's certainly not bad. The main event's great. But all you people out here being like, Bantamweight's the deepest, best division. We got five of them, and y'all aren't just climbing the rooftops screaming about how excited you are. So but couldn't you create that stands.
3: Couldn't you create we, that with a card with five, with five lightweight fights? Like if I, don't, I don't think so. You're going pretty far out of the rankings here.
4: I don't think so. Lightweights are dope, man.
3: Like, where do where do Victor Henry and Tony Gravely stack up their, their equals in lightweight?
4: Ooh, this is... I didn't, didn't even think about doing this, but that's a fantastic thought experiment. Let's use topology. Because topology is not, like... Just not saying this is the end-all, be-all or anything, right? Tony Gravely, according to topology, is, like, the 36th best bantamweight fighter... Uh, which frankly feels a little high not gonna lie to you that feels a little high to have him there 36 lightweight is alexander hernandez i know which of those two guys i'm taking to watch fight what about victor henry uh let's see let's take a look victor henry is the 22nd best weight, according to topology that to seems excessively high there's a Argument here, though it's uh, the 22nd lightweight uh, according to typology is Mark Mark the Olympian Mark O. Madsen. Uh, I would say that he is a better fighter than Victor Henry. I would not say that he's the most enjoyable guy to watch fight.
3: Mark Madsen and Alex Hernandez is is also not getting me out of bed in the
4: morning. I'm more excited about that fight than I am <laughs> Victor Henry getting in there with Tony Cravley. I got to say, uh, I'm gonna kind of this is a great idea. I'm gonna spend not the rest of this program because it's not really a topic for here. I'm gonna I'm gonna do, make do something the Mario happen Bate- with this. Do the
3: Mario Bautista Guido Canetti one?
4: Okay, Mario Bautista. Mario Bautista is the 28th best bantamweight fighter. Tapology's bantamweight rankings are are concerning to me. All uh, right, I got, got
3: lightweight right here. That gives us Jared. I'll Gordon. That's
4: Jared Gordon. Is is uh, that for for lightweight? And then Guido Canetti has to be low. Fifty-seven. Okay. Thank God he's fifty-seven. He's a page tour, at least. Okay, so Jared Gordon That's versus OAM.
3: <laughs> OAM. You're saying this as also, if I would like be like clamoring for OAM,
4: Jared Gordon. I I would much rather watch those those two lightweight fights than the two Bantamweight fights we're getting. I'm not here to say Bantamweight's a bad division. I just I was talking about this with the esteemed Alexander Kaylee Lee a few minutes ago and I was like I would have thought in the dark five bantam wave fights we'd be talking about the best fight night of the year the way some people talk about 135, you know?
3: Let's let's make it a UFC fighter, it would be Benoit Saint-Denis at fifty-eight. So Jerry Gordon, Benoit Saint Denis.
4: I love that that's uh, yeah. that that little stretch of lightweights is is the French Canadian names going on? Well, there.
3: you could have you could have lucked out with a 54th, and we could have gotten Alexander Volkanovsky, which is the 54th ranked lightweight. Oh, good for them to uh, have him ranked as I, lightweight also. Would have,
4: <laughs> that would have been
3: spectacular. He has to be higher than that. Like if we got a if we got a let's let's have him fight up a little bit. Uh, Alex Volkanovski versus <laughs> Fair Ziam. Yeah, you gotta I'm gonna, win those
4: fights man you, I'm gonna take Volkanovski you gotta get in the cage and win those fights
3: yeah I don't know I, I feel like that's a that's an unfair comparison like we like we obviously don't have a title fight in here like I love the main event the main I can't event wait for the It's I also can't wait for the Saeed Nurmagomedov Jonathan Martinez which is also on the main card
4: I, I am I'm, very much looking forward to that I'm excited to talk to you about that fight as we get there but we've digressed a lot. Uh yeah. I don't know if you could tell. I may or may not have been intentionally trying to divert us away.
3: Talk. Should we start with this? Should we start with a disclaimer for all our listeners out there uh that you are listening to two losing gamblers for the year of 2023. Uh I don't know what happened when New Year's Eve hit when down the ball for the dropped. Year? Yeah, I'm down like 6 units on the year. Uh it feels like Jeez. every week, actually the last 3 weeks I have started off so well. I didn't lose a bet until the main card this week. And like it feels like it's like, finally, we did it. This is the one we're going to break out. We're going to be up seven, eight units for the card. We're going to put this bad start in the dust. And then everything flips. Dude, entering, entering the fourth round of the Valentina fight, especially when she was looking pretty good, I was like, this is it. I think I'm going to finish up like 10 units tonight. Like this, we finally found the breakout. And then everything went wrong from the fourth round for the next like what was it the combined like six minutes of fighting fight that we time. had for the yeah. rest of the evening everything went wrong for me Valentina lost uh, the over one and a half in the John Jones fight did not hit Zero Gone lost everything went to shit for me and like what looked like it was about to be a monstrosity of a night I ended up down two units
4: damn especially all thank God you you hedged out uh, Thank, God I domain, Thank God I hedged out. Thank
3: God I hedged out because it would have been, been it would have been such a terrible flip.
4: It's so for those who uh, somehow aren't aware, I lost all my money, lost all of it. Do we oh.
3: have like a quant? Do we have a quantity here? Do we have like a units? Like if that makes you feel better about it?
4: Um, I don't. Let's. I lost four figures. Let's put it that way. Jesus um,
1: Christ.
4: So. A couple of things because I'm, I'm feeling better about it. I got to be honest. The first thing I'll say is to piggyback off what you were saying, I was feeling so good on Saturday because like you, it's been a tough 2023. I just can't feel like I get dug in. I, I, there's just no momentum. Had a couple of yeah, really it's like, tough it's weekends. It's like mediocre.
3: It's like, it's not like mm-hmm. I'm like completely shitting the bed. I could, I could potentially get out of the red in one good fight card. Yeah, one good weekend. But it's just like every time I feel like I'm about to break out, everything goes wrong.
4: Mm-hmm. and so i felt the exact same way like i was up heading into the co-main event um obviously that was going to dictate my whole weekend because i yeah. was all in on Chevchenko, but i was feeling very good even my losses this past weekend prior to that like i like i took a shot on Jalen turner at almost yes. plus 200 in a fight that was very competitive and that As he was dropped ending to i was... Matush twice yep
3: as it was ending, I was like, "I don't bet. regret it." I, I yeah. was like, "As it was ending, I was like, I don't regret this bet."
4: Exactly. I don't feel bad about that bet. I don't feel bad about the Esteban Rebovich bet in in the card opener, like a competitive bout. He had his moments. Could have done better. Just a Huge growing underdog. opportunity. He was plus two thirty or whatever. Like I don't. My losses, I was more than happy to take on the chin at that point and say I took some shots. And then it all comes crashing down with. Full full credit to Alexa Grasso. Uh, she oh, no prepared doubt. for it, got it there, did it. Broke my heart. You've probably seen the clip; it's going around. Uh, but I'm feeling a little better, Connor. Let me tell you why. The two two big reasons why I've I've managed to uh, pull myself up out of the out of the sad sackery of of this past weekend. The first one, and this is actually pretty serious, and I did want to say this on the episode for I think reasons that will become pretty clear. We just established the last four figures. It wasn't good. Which, I, let,
3: let me say this just before you go into this. I don't know how much people bet. I am not like a big unit better. These people that send me in slips where they're betting fifteen hundred dollars on a plus six hundred or something like that. I am like a fifty unit dollar better. Like that's yeah. Like I am small. So like a four figure loss to me, like I would be in shambles the next day.
4: So it's. I wasn't doing great, but the reason I wasn't in shambles is I followed the single most important rule of betting, and it's that you never bet what you can't afford to lose. And I didn't take out a mortgage on my house. I didn't bet my rent money. I have a gambling bankroll that I've built up over years, and I just put it all down. Uh, did I lose with that whole gambling bankroll? Sure did. Doesn't <laughs> feel great. Not here to tell you I had a good weekend or that any of this is okay. Just here to say I'm not destitute because I didn't do something dumb and there's some guy coming to break my knees for it. And so ultimately, yes, it's several years down the drain functionally, but (laughs) we, you know, we all make mistakes. We all do dumb shit and I am, I'm still eating food. So we're okay. The second reason, tell me the second reason I'm okay with it, Connor is and this is probably a spin zone, but I don't care. I'm free. Spin. Do you understand? Do you understand wow. this? It's only once once you have have died that you can truly live. What is dead may never die, Connor. And now I am free to start back. I have a clean slate, a fresh start. The whole bad year I'd been having, let's just put that in the rear view. We're gonna load up a Hundo spot in, into the DraftKings account. And we're just going to start building back up brick by brick, baby. So it's a new journey. It's a new me. All the negativity is behind me. The past is for cowards. And we're on to UFC Las Vegas.
3: I love it. I love the stoic view of it. I mean, there's only one thing you can do is move on. Nothing. And I mean, nothing will change the outcome of can't Saturday night. Can't, can't bring it back.
4: That is email.
3: Nope. The, the that, that's for certain. Like,
4: hey, just can't do so it. So I won't.
3: I won't sit here and be like you gambled responsibly. You know we can't we can't say that putting your entire bankroll on a minus eight hundred is gambling responsibly. But you gambled.
4: Uh... I gambled <laughs> responsibly. I did not bet responsibly.
3: All right, that's a nice spin zone for it. That's yeah, a nice spin zone.
4: I did not gamble. I gambled responsibly in that the money I could, lost I could lose and afford to lose it. I did not bet in any. <laughs> any definition of responsible yeah and i paid the price (laughs) yeah
3: i mean uh, that's that's really all there is to say about it uh any more max bets any more bankroll bets on on massive favorites
4: so i actually thought about this um because like part of me now wants to do it a lot more because it's a wow. cheap and easy way to build up a bankroll quickly if you or, hit right
3: or lose it all yeah or lose but, it all so
4: my bank well my bankroll right now is the hundred dollars I'm about to put into DraftKings so it's all right so not, what are
3: we doing are we doing one dollar units for right now or what I think we're, we're going to do five okay it's still I'm,
4: I'm betting you know twenty percent of the bankroll that's oh, that's that's acceptable we're back, acceptable. Yeah, we're uh, back. but definitely at that point right the uh the impulse to say i can always just load another hundo if this goes goes tits up and i can just fire a hundred dollar bullet after hundred dollar bullet i'm gonna not do that on principle
3: that's something that's actually something that i always talk about that if you're cool like i always see it on on bet mma tips just people that every one of their bets is 11 units and i'm like and that's not an eleven-unit bet. That is a one-unit bet, and your unit yeah. is eleven. Eleven units. units. Yeah. Like you, you have to stay honest with the units. Like fifty dollars is a perfect size for me. With with how much I make, with my lifestyle, with how much I'm a, a willing to lose. Like you said, like mm-hmm. I don't want to be life and death over every single bet. I wanted to be disappointed when I lose, and and it be cool when I win. And I think I've found the perfect medium of that for right now. But like these people that are just like eleven units, eleven units, eleven units. It's like, no, that's your one unit. It's just a unit, yeah. If yes. you're just doing it.
4: But yeah, I uh I'm just gonna take this as an opportunity to start over. Uh so you can do. Functionally, functionally, and this is certainly equivocating to some extent, but I I am still a overall I've not lost money gambling, even though I obviously took a major hit because I I didn't just throw in 5k or whatever into a bankroll and start gambling with that. I built it up over time and I got there and we're just going to do it again. We did it before we could do it again, hopefully a little wiser uh, or a little luckier. And uh, you know, maybe that's the way to get all the bad energy of 2023 out. Been having a tough year. Maybe
3: maybe that might've have been it.
4: one thing. And now I can grow. That might have been it. I I love.
3: I mean, I love that ideology uh, because Lord, do we need it? There, there needs to be some sort of a juju change. And you want to know the sickest part? Every time I keep going down, I'm just like, all right, this is more motivation because it's just going to be that much sweeter when we get back in the green. There's actually a couple points during this episode that I'm going to hit on why I'm a sicko, why I'm deranged. Uh, And I mean, we'll get into that (laughs) into these fights. But yeah, I mean, it's. I have to say, now that we're two months in. And my profit has mostly come from uh, Bellator and boxing. Like, I've had a really successful year so far in, in both of those. UFC has not done me well at
4: all. It's been a hard year in the UFC, man.
3: I know. Like, that's what I think, and that's what you think. And then I get on Twitter, and people are like, I'm up 87 units so far in 2023. Like, uh, John Jones submission plus 650, John Jones submission round one plus 8,000. I'm just like, Sick! Wow, I really just suck at this, huh?
4: I mean, John Jones submission around one plus eight thousand. I
3: don't know if that was the actual. Line. I, if I'm that just, was I'm the just number, no.
4: we should have all bet that. That was great. It was. I it was plus say, sixty for
3: the sub. It was plus sixty for the sub. Which, in yeah, hindsight, it's geez. just like, oh, Cyril gone sucks at the ground game, and like, John Jones could definitely submit him. Like, it's, it's true. Just, hindsight's always twenty twenty though.
4: Shouts to whoever you put po- you you retweeted oh them, whoever did the one 300 grand on a one dollar yeah. bet. Uh, that man props to you. That but, is the sickest you. thing I've ever seen. In this the podcast gambling would be world. over.
3: I would be done giving out picks on the MMA hour. That'd be it. Like, so you just, just put like, a tenner on it
4: instead of the one dollar on oh it. You God. just, God. Made $3 I mean, dollars on a ten spot.
3: Can't even think like that, but. Yeah. I mean, it'd be like I won. I won at MMA betting. I'm done. Uh, This is my retirement party. Thanks for coming. I did what I had to do. the money just
4: goes into an IRA and is going to sit there and that's where I retire later. (laughs) I'm signed into a a lease at my
3: apartment. I'm paying off the rest of my lease and then, yeah, just like throwing it into an IRA. I don't know what I would do with it. I'm not going to even get into the imagining it because it's not going to happen to me i mean i haven't hit a sub prop in like 17 years i'm I not going to talk about hitting exactly. i
4: think i'm going to have to start doing that i'm gonna i think every week i'm just going to make the sickest grungiest parlay and put a buck on it and and hope hope for the miracle because can you imagine the content if we get on here and i'm not that's later this year after i lose it all and then suddenly i win 500 grand on a Friggin' eight leg sub prop parlay.
3: Yeah. yeah, maybe. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, UFC two eighty five. <laughs> that's in the books. That's behind us. Couple uh, of fights.
4: I will say. Oh my I know god, we, card was amazing. Took else, card but... was
3: amazing. I'm not gonna lie, dude. Honestly, there's sometimes, especially in in these moments when I have yet to find much success in 2023, where I'm like, damn, I kind of want to just take a break from betting, not give out any picks, not have the pressure, and just enjoy the fights mm-hmm. and like. A perfect example of that was Saturday night. I wish I could have just like taken it in. I looked at Mike and I was like, I'm kind of jealous of you that you just got to enjoy all these fights <laughs> instead of just like
4: having fun.
3: Yeah, I mean there's nights there there are nights where I'm like, damn, like, I kind of wish I didn't bet. Like it, there there is a pressure that comes with it. Uh and obviously you're you're jaded if if your fighter loses. I yeah,
4: agree. I mean for sure. There are definitely nights when I think when when I just think about when I was a fan of the sport instead of someone who worked in here and just Oh, it's a different perspective and it's not quite the same and it's still dope. I love my job, but the joy isn't, it's, it's different. So I, I, I can understand you there.
3: Was that a great pump up speech to get into UFC Vegas or what? Are you excited to hear what we have to say about this? Like, are we going to give out winners or what? Like, I feel like half the audience was just like, Kuh. all right, let's, uh, you know, let's go to a different pot here.
4: No, I think that they're they're ready to ride with me. Look at that on honesty! Look at journey. that raw
3: honesty that we pr- that we provide. This is what, it. This is week one. This is the winning week. This is no when all the tides this, turn.
4: No one can ever say that we uh, we're faking shit. <laughs> oh, like, that's oh, for sure. Yeah. That's oh, for yeah, that's sure. <laughs> so um, come join me, guys. We're about to take the first step on our one hundred dollars. We're going to turn it into a grand, and then we're going to turn it into a hundred thousand dollars. That's the plan.
0: And visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Bay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it.
2: Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels. But now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience.
3: I can't wait. I can't wait. Let's do it. Let's start with the main event at UFC Vegas. It is a men's bantamweight bout. Piotr Jan taking on Merab Devalishvili. Right now, you can have Piotr Jan for minus 260. Marab Devalishvili coming back at plus 220. Uh, so right off the bat, here's where we get into it. What is wrong with me? Why do I continue to do this to myself? Um, well, now I'm First interested. audio fight. First Aljo fight, I play Jan. Disqualification, lose my money. Second Aljo fight, play Jan heavy. Super exposed on Jan. He loses by split decision. O'Malley fight, play Jan heavy. All of these, by the way, except for the first Aljo fight, super juiced up numbers. Mm-hmm. Favorites in all of them, those last two, super juiced up numbers. Uh, and then the Sandhagen fight, when he was juiced and he actually won, I played the over. Yes, it hit, but uh, alas... I just can't seem to get these these Piotr Jan money lines right.
4: It sounds like you're about to do it again though.
3: Now here he is. Minus 200 or greater. And I just I like I can't not convince myself into how he wins the fight. Like I just I just feel like this is a stylistic matchup that works well for him. The fact that it's 5 rounds I think also benefits Piotr Jan. I mean, we just saw The Volchev go 0 for 16 on takedowns against Jose Aldo. Yes, he was able to get a bunch of control time against the cage, rack up a pretty boring decision win. I was on Mirab there and I was like kind of laughing as like everyone was just like going nuclear on him and like saying like he needed to get cut. He ruined Aldo's retirement, everything like that. Um, Alas, he couldn't get a takedown. Jose Aldo's career takedown defense, 91%. Piotr Jan's career takedown defense, 90%. Like Piotr Jan is a, is a, pretty good defensive grappler. And if if Marab can't get this down, like Jan is, in my opinion, going to style on him on the feet. I just think there's just oh man. I keep getting myself too deep into talking into it. What I did do, I played it to win a half unit. I gar- I grabbed him at minus two hundred to win a half unit. I was like So you I'm just not took getting, him straight. Took him straight. Not going to okay. get too overexposed. Did one unit to win a half unit, but I was like I don't know. I, ju- I just feel like Piotr Jan gets this done. Also, you have to remember, like in my opinion, this is a must win for Piotr Jan. Have to win this. Like, Can you really go one and four in your last five? Now, like God, you're, you're talking about losing to Aljo twice if you're counting the DQ, and you lost to his teammate, Mirab. I just feel like the motivation's there. Why, my original play, I added Jan. I think it was on Sunday, but I did hit the over. I took the over four and a half minus 175 mm. this... To Me, like, I mean, Mirab is just like a decision machine. Uh, they call him the machine, his real nickname is actually the decision machine. The decision machine, yeah. The only time he gets finished is that Ricky Simone, like, literally taking the soul out of his body. I know he got a little, little bit wobbled against Marlon Marias, but he was able to overcome that. Peter Jan doesn't really carry that oh. knockout power. Like, I, I think well, this one also probably that, goes to a that
4: that finish came at just super, super late. Uh, yeah. so. I like to hear a lot of what you're saying because I agree with a lot of what you're saying. Uh I did not take Jan straight. Um for don't blame the you. other reasons you said this is a this is a decision waiting to happen. Yan by decision is plus one ten. So I, that that's where I put my money on this fight. Um just putting a little you know, five bucks. That's that's the unit size with this hundred dollar it. bankroll. I love it. I love so just love putting it. a fiver down, Jan by decision. Uh and I think almost everything you said right like very good takedown defense uh i think maybe morab could get him down the first round but as the fight goes on that will just get harder and harder jan is the more polished striker but the really is tougher than a two dollar stake um i mean I've seen him overcome some big shots and keep fighting and it's not really the way jan works I, there is some chance in my mind that jan could get a late finish here if uh, if he really starts racking things up later in the fight. But I think the most likely outcome here is Jan takes the decision. So I've got that. And I also, uh, I came to that bet second because the first part of this, I don't know where I'm going with it, but I've got an open parlay leg that it, it's the Connor Burks special, right? Like I just, I looked at this fight and I said, there's no way this fight ends before 12 minutes and a half so
3: oh you took the the over two and a half the
4: over two and a half is minus 450 uh that feels like a a very very good price for that particular uh prop line so that's an open parlay leg that i'm gonna figure out something to pair with it i'm hoping maybe you've got something that entices me to add to it
3: but you you said that's minus 250 Minus four fifty. Minus four fifty. Minus, minus four fifty. I'm sorry. Was, I was about it to was say if this
4: is minus two fifty, we would be doing the bet it all on that.
3: No, no, no. I would have <laughs> I like I would have had to cash out the over four and a half because I got that at minus uh minus one seventy five. I was like, oh my god, ten minutes for for seventy five points. I would take that all day. Uh mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, dude, it's I took the over one and a half in a prop parlay in addition to already having the over four and a half. I mean the over one and a half.
4: It's minus nine hundred now. I don't know what you got oh, it at Jesus. Oh, I got the, it at the, the minus five fifty. That's why I went two over two and a half because I originally was like, okay, what's this? The difference between one and a half and two and a half is is double. It's minus nine hundred versus minus four fifty on DraftKings right now.
3: Oh, that's I mean that's an insane price. <laughs> that's an insane I, price. I, I mean, I, I took it, wrong, it at minus five fifty. That, that wasn't on DraftKings, but but yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean if you look at it like there, each of their last yeah. all of Murab's ten UFC fights have gone over the one and a half, and mm-hmm. then. Jan, his last 10 UFC fights have gone over the one and a half. I would be shocked if it went under the one and a half, and that's why it's going to go under the one and a half. Oh, uh, obviously. First round submission by Mirab Dabalashvili. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, also, you got to speak to these dudes' durability. You said how tough Mirab is. I mean, Jan, like, Jan is hard. Has anyone ever finished him? I don't think so.
4: I do not I'm, believe. I'm, actually, I'm pretty actually, sure I don't he has to say believe. Oh, I'm yeah. not even looking at it off the top of my head. He's never been stopped. Four
3: losses were a DQ and three splitties, mm-hmm. if, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken.
4: And Aljo had his back for like nine full minutes and couldn't yeah. get a finish. It's I just I mean uh, O'Malley hurt him, but wasn't ever really close to finishing that fight. Like it's a damn, dude, bro, a dude. Can't you talk about this
3: man's career, dude. Sixteen and four, one loss by DQ, his own fault, and three
4: split decisions. I mean, yeah, he's. I mean, this guy is
3: like some, some, like a couple he, good bounces. The first
4: one pretty cleanly the Magomed Magomedov fight uh the DQ loss is what it is I thought he very clearly lost to Aljamain Sterling in their second fight so it's a splitty but I don't but I thought he beat John O'Malley like I I still I mean but like he's he's a couple
3: he's dude he's a couple good bounces away from being 20 and 0 right now correct which is crazy to think about like we're talking about bantamweight goat conversation he might have three four title defenses like it yeah. feels like this dude has had a couple bad bounces. It's It really is crazy. I think that's maybe why I can't quit him. I just can't quit Pyotr Jan. And I love the Valshvili. He's a fellow Georgian, you know.
4: He is a fellow Georgian. Got a couple of uh, Georgians on this card, so. Not that Georgian, but different Georgians, so.
3: Uh, all right, so we both think it goes long. We both probably think Pyotr Jan gets his hand raised. And that's that. That's the main event. I'm looking forward to this one, dude. Uh, Marab is a madman. Should man, be a so. very good fight. It should, it should be very entertaining. Uh, let's move to the co-main event of the evening. I'm very excited to hear what you have to say about this. It's a heavyweight bout. Alexander Volkov taking on Alexander Romanov. It's the battle of the Alexanders. Who will be the one standing? The in? great
4: Alexander?
3: Who will be Alexander the Great after this one? Right now, Romanov minus 154. Volkov coming back plus 134. So I know that you're high on Romanov, at least up until the Tybora fight. Do you still have the same sentiments?
4: So the Ty Burrow fight, uh, it makes you reevaluate a little bit, right? I mean, it has
3: I, to the way it fell off.
4: I I don't know what to expect here from from this fight. And that's because that Ty Burrow fight was so... Is that a one-off? Was he just not prepared? Something go wrong in camp? He just came in, thought he was going to breeze through it, then couldn't. Here we go. Ty shows a little resistance, and this is, this is an experience he grows and learns from? Or... Is this a real weakness? And here we go. And I love the matchmaking because I think this is a great fight in that regard. I uh, decided that I've got to take Alexander Volkov at the underdog price right now, wow. plus 130. Wow. Uh, I'm shocked. And s- so there are a couple of reasons. The first well, yeah. one, uh, the most important bet on this fight, it is a heavyweight fight. yeah. yeah, yeah the over is one and a half. I actually feel pretty okay about that being uh, in in nine of Volkov's 13 UFC fights. He's hit over one and a half and four of Romanov's six, over one and a half. It's minus 165. I've got that bet down. But I'm also taking a shot on Volkov. Wow. Uh, and a lot of it is based on the Tibero fight, right? Yeah, I mean, um, you
3: were talking about the future of the heavyweight division here.
4: I mean, he had looked so good. And then the first dude he couldn't immediately run over on the ground, that proved to be very, very difficult for him. Well, here's Taibura. what I'll say.
3: Here's what I'll say about Tybora. He did run over him on the ground. He tenated yeah. like first should I rewatch round. that? That should have been a draw. Like he ten eighty. If that oh. is not if that if that first round, which two of the judges scored at a ten nine, if that first round is not a ten eight, I do not know what is. It was complete domination for ninety
4: percent of the round absolutely true uh but then he just he was done oh you're dumb, that, dead, that was it he had four and a half minutes of gas and was at altitude was in utah it was it altitude but you having that little gas when you're dominating that's the scary part because okay. i can understand and explain it's at altitude is back and forth he just didn't have it the he was never in a position where he had to work really. Like he is controlling, he was in his get-arrest positions or whatever, and just had nothing. It wouldn't shock me if like he just does that, just dominates Volkov because his ceiling is very high. But Volkov also has a very good takedown defense, and he's seventy percent um, statistically, which is pretty good he's very long and rangy real good with the knees um coming up the middle and he's been submitted three times but one of one of them is the tommy aspinall one which aside from the fact that that tommy aspinall is a whole different breed also tommy aspinall jawed him beforehand so i'm not really confident volkov was um all there mentally at the time he's in the ground and the other two times he got submitted were in 09 and 2010 like Over a decade ago. He is not as good a grappler as Alexander Romanov. I'm not saying that, but he's defensively sound and sensible enough. He's a much better striker than Romanov. No doubt. And Romanov is going to have to work through that length, that that long-range fire to get in. Romanov maybe gets the takedown, maybe wins the first round, but if that gas tank is what it is, I think he's in a whole world of trouble for the next two. So... Plus 130, kind of just felt like the right play.
3: Yeah, I can't really blame you just because, A, the gas tank issue, but I, the way that all those fighters were reacting in Utah, I'm willing to give him a, a period of grace here. I want to see this this Volkov fight. I also think the matchmaking, the UFC still has a belief in this guy. I don't think they would just... I think Volkov is a tougher test than Tibera is and he's and he's doing it coming off of a loss. Uh with that said, it is his toughest test, so I can't really blame you for taking Volkov. The striking is there. Like if this doesn't go to the ground, I mean, this is gonna be one way traffic. He's gonna be able to stick stick at range and just pick him apart. Um But I do think it goes to the ground. I mean, we've seen Volkov taken down before. I know he does have that 70%, 71% takedown defense. And I know it was taken down by great grapplers in in Tom Aspinall and and Curtis Blades. Uh, I think uh, Romanov is going to be able to get it to the ground. And one of the biggest reasons I played Romanov at minus 122, I think this is just a buy low spot for him. Like, I mean, in every other fight, sure, the competition was not great. But like every single fight before this, like we're getting him at minus 300, minus 500, minus 2,500 against Chase Sherman, like one of the biggest favorites in UFC history. And say he did get Tybora out of there in the first round. Obviously, he didn't. This is playing hypotheticals. But say he did finish the job in round one. I mean, what is the line looking like? Minus 250, oh, minus 300 Romanov. Oh, he's a m-
4: much bigger favorite than he's currently sitting. That's for sure. Min- I'd I'm, say minus 350.
3: I'm taking this as a buy low spot. If it does not work out for me, I mean, then Romanov closed and shut case. Dude has a gas tank issue. You cannot trust him at all. Uh, much too big of a step up for him. But just with where this is at, I, I'm going to buy Alexander Romanov low.
4: I mean, I I can understand the logic. Here's what I'll say the fight that scared me the most is obviously the Curtis Blades fight, right? Like, that's a five rounder. He gives up 14 takedowns, Volkov does. That is a lot of takedowns in a mixed martial arts. Yeah, I mean, you're getting (laughs) ragdolled essentially at that
3: point. If you're taking 14 times over 25 minutes,
4: he did. I will say, in his defense, though, eight of those came in the first two rounds as he got a little more comfortable. You see Blades' takedown success goes down a lot. He ends up missing on more than he hits over the back three rounds. This is only three rounds, but... It could, that could it have been Blades getting gas tired. Tank.
3: Yeah, I was going to say, that could have been Blades getting tired, and that could happen to Romanov, like, for sure.
4: Yeah, functionally, this fight just comes down to, is Romanov's gas tank as bad as it looked his last time out? Uh, I'm guessing you're, no. You're that's guessing my guess. No, and I'm guessing, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that's, that's the... the Idiot's breakdown to our breakdown of this fight. Yes.
3: I will also give Romanov credit. Like, he is very active once he gets it down to the ground. Like, he's looking for ground and pound. He's looking for submissions. He's looking for ways to finish you. If he can get Volkov flat on his back, I think he can, can finish him. But yeah, I mean... I will also give you this another beneficial part for you. You're you're getting the the much more experienced, the much more proven fighter in Volkov, and you're getting the guy that the longer the fight goes, whether I believe his gas tank is better than his last fight or not, it benefits Volkov the the later this fight goes, and you're getting him at Dogmas.
4: I'm also getting the guy who, by your own admission, which I a thousand percent agree with, that you said this is a tougher test than Tibera. A hundred percent agree with, and he lost the Tiberio fight, and yet this tougher test is an underdog odd. So,
3: but I will, I will say it was it was in it was a weird loss. Like he comes out, completely runs this dude over in the first round. I remember we were texting during that because you had the heavyweight over on it, and you're you like, did. "Well, he this was, is not hitting. There's no way this is hitting." Like he was just <laughs> absolutely. There was nothing Marcin Tibera could do. I was like the stats on it are Marcin Tibera lands lands one strike for the entire round Alexander Romanov lands 64 and racks up four minutes and 27 seconds of control time. Like I don't know how
4: it's two fairly dominant. Get.
3: I don't know how two judges were like 10 nine <laughs> like
4: it's I don't either way could have gone either way. That's just so crazy to
3: me that they were just like, that's a 10-9. That is not a 10-8. I rewatched it too. And it was just pure domination. Now, obviously, like, I mean, the second round was fairly competitive. The third round was like, Tyboro was like kind of dog walking.
4: Oh, yeah. He, he had nothing at yeah. coming into the third. He was donezo, donezo.
3: I also like, that's the other thing I go back to is like buying low, like, if Romanov was like minus two hundred, there's no shot. I would, I would be, my hand would be forced to take Volkov. Uh, but yeah, like this is this is almost even odds. Hopefully, it works out. Um, really shocked. I, I'm shocked the way you were talking about him pre Thai fight. It didn't take much to, to it, get it you off of him.
4: It did not. That I mean, fight you're we talking. That future fight the future of that was bad. The fight was so bad that it really uh hurt my feelings and I I carry that with me apparently
3: I guess so let's keep it rolling though let's move on to a light heavyweight bout Nikita Krylov taking on Ryan Span. this was supposed to happen a few weeks ago as a main event on an apex card alas we are here and right now you can have Krylov for minus 166 minus 170 Ryan Span at plus 145 um pretty much the same thing as a few weeks ago I don't know if yours. Talk so about it.
4: This feels like we, uh, we've done this before. Yeah,
3: yeah. I mean, so I'm I'm still on the under in, in parlay pieces. I don't care four, five, three, two, whatever the rounds are. I I don't expect this to go that long. Span twenty three of twenty eight haven't gone to a decision. Krylov thirty four of thirty eight have not gone to a decision. I I just imagine the way these guys fight. Someone is going to get finished. What I did add, I don't know what it is. I like it's 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 a universe bet. It's just kind of whispering in my ear. I
4: love the universe.
3: I don't know what it is, man. Something tapped me on the shoulder. And they've been telling me Ryan Spann by submission.
4: Ooh, I don't know so why. You're going on the prop action, huh?
3: Ryan Spann submission plus five hundred.
4: I like, don't hate here's this al- at all. Here's
3: how I see how I Break it down. All right, so Krylov, he's going to go for takedowns, in my opinion. I don't see why he wouldn't. Ryan Spann holds
4: the power advantage is he afraid of that ghillie
3: I mean that could be it but why would he be he go back and watch the paul craig fight dude was chomping at the bit to get to the ground with paul craig the second that fight starts he he doesn't have a lot of
4: self-preservation instincts
3: the second that fight starts he immediately goes for a takedown which looked great and then ended up being his own, own undoing and he gets triangle choked in the first round because he took it to the ground with paul craig why he wouldn't just try to stand and strike with him i don't know um I mean, the ghillie. Like, Can we talk about the ghillie? There needs to just be a, a hoop mixtape, whatever the UFC version of that is, for Ryan Spann guillotines. Eight of his 12 submission wins have come by guillotine. I mean, yeah, there's a world where he goes for a takedown, can't get Ryan Spann down, and Ryan Spann jumps gilly or he catches him with something on the feet and then tries to do that. Uh, but another reason is just, Spann, shockingly, for the power that he has on his feet, 12 of his 21 wins are by submission. Krylov. Five of his nine losses have come by first-round submission. Four of his last six losses, he got submitted in. I will say this, though. A majority of them are by triangle chokes, which doesn't seem to be uh, Ryan Spann's forte. He's typically guillotine or uh, or rear naked. I think there's a world where this happens, man. The way that both these dudes fight, how chaotic they are, the the high probability that this one ends up on the mat, I sprinkled sub plus 500, sub round one plus 900. Little sprinkles. Get a little, get the heart pumping. And uh, hopefully Superman can be my hero on my uh, sub prop dry spell.
4: I'm not opposed to this at all. I will. I think it's important we give this caveat out to the listeners. Uh, Connor is physically incapable of yes. ever hitting a sub prop. It's impossible. It's so. impossible. If,
3: if you're listening to this and you've you've already placed Ryan Span by submission, and you have a physical paper ticket, rip it up. Yeah. It's,
4: we'll just it up. We're just done here. It's yes. uh, That's it's, as easy as that. By the nature of Connor making the bet, it is now uh, any possibility that it could have hit has gone away. Yes. No doubt. I, I don't remember uh, where I was at last time, but... Uh, I just I had the
3: unders. I didn't have a side. I, did, I just had the unders. I,
4: I, looking, I was like, I think I'm still just back on Ryan Span because I think I had decided to pull the trigger on him, but I don't remember what I all always happened.
3: liked the Span side in this. I, yeah, I haven't really considered I playing. I think so dogger
4: pass if you're just doing straight action here. And so I'm, I'm firing on Span. He's plus 145. It's the same. The price really hasn't changed. You thought I, about taking
3: him, Ryan Span inside the distance, like plus 190?
4: I mean, that's probably a better bet, but I'm stupid and didn't even look at it. So... uh where we're at is plus one forty five. Probably better bet though, Connor. For being honest, so. I
3: consider that one pretty strongly. Like making that like a full unit bet, not just like my little sub yeah. like point fours and point threes.
4: Yeah, no, I I think that that's a certainly not a bad one. Um,
3: I think it's going to be a sick fight. I mean, I think it's going to be really. It's
4: going to be chaos. Going to be fun. Uh, Krilov does not have any self. Regard like he is just going to throw himself into the fire, and it's he's either going to get burnt doing that, or he's going to break down span and take over as this fight wears on. Like it, it feels very obvious that this is true two true outcomes: either span's going to win this by just lamping Krilov coming in, or catching him in the gilly, or Krilov's going to survive the first round and just put a pace on span, and he's going to fold. I said it the last time; I'm choosing to take Ryan span at his word. I obviously have not been doing enough of that this year as I actively was like, John Jones is full of shit. I don't believe him when he says he's going to wrestle. He immediately wrestles and yeah. submits his dude.
3: As soon as zero gone overextended.
4: Yeah. And the, the second it was an option, he did it. Ryan span said last year, most recent fight. I haven't ever really trained like for a fight. I was just getting in shape to make weight. Now I'm actively like, treating this as a real career and, and focusing on it. And that's why my last two performances have been so good. I think he's going to make it three and zero in that regard. And, uh, we're looking at a new future contender. So I took Ryan span at dog odds.
3: All right, man. I don't hate it. Plus oh. I have to say, I just have to say this sprinkles always make me feel alive. You always have that in your back pocket to look forward to. It's just like, Oh, I forgot we took that crazy prop. Like there's a <laughs> chance it hits. That'll be so funny if it hits, uh, I have that for Ryan Spen, Nikita Krylov.
4: I love it, and we're on the same side of what we're hoping for. So I'm like a I, big. I've lost of this.
3: on on way bigger, way worse bets. Um, uh, my full exposure is 0.7 units. I can live with that. Uh, I can live with that. All right, let's keep it rolling. Next up, a featherweight bout. Ricardo Ramos sticking on Austin Lingo right now. You can have Ricardo Ramos. Four minus three sixty. Austin Lingo coming back at plus two ninety-five. Uh yeah, I parlayed up Ricardo Ramos um with Mario Bartista. Lingo like might be the better boxer here, but he's coming in off a 20-month layoff. He's withdrawn from two fights in that time. And like now he is probably getting, if not certainly getting, his toughest opponent to date. I think I think Ramos has has looked pretty good of late, and I I think he's other than the boxing, he's he's probably better everywhere this fight goes, and and I think he gets it done.
4: I just couldn't play anybody in this fight. I have no confidence that Lingo's going to win this fight. Um, I picking straight up, I'm going to pick Ramos, but this is not a price that I can feel all that comp- confident in with Ricardo. Yeah, i not going to lie, dude.
3: These lines have gotten steamed pretty huge this week. Yes. I, I took Ricardo Ramos on Sunday at minus 250.
4: Okay. Uh, he's minus 360 right now, so... Yeah, I
3: don't know not, what's up with a lot the of these the same lines. price.
4: Got a lot of action moving on it, but I mean, we're talking about a guy who's lost two of his last uh, four, you know, like just against better competition than he's facing here, obviously, but I just he's lost almost as many as he's won uh, in recent run here. I'm just not – can't can't lay 360 on him and feel super confident in it. So pass for me.
3: All right. Let's keep it rolling to a men's bantamweight bout. Your favorite division in the UFC, Saeed Nurmagomedov taking on Jonathan Martinez. This right is now, a great fight. Great fight. Right now you can get Saeed for minus 245. Jonathan Martinez coming back plus 205. What are we thinking here, dude? Because I – if I'm not mistaken, we're both pretty big fans of Dragon. The kicks, the way that he works at range. He's a nasty little player.
4: What I but did, Tell Kyle, me what you're thinking. What I did is I took that $5 for this bet and I just I lit it on fire because I do not feel confident in betting Saeed Nurmagomedov in this fight. However, I was honor bound to do it. Because, Connor, if there's one thing I love more than anything, it's a gimmick parlay. And originally there were three Nurmagomedovs fighting this weekend. Abubakar yeah. had to pull out. We've still got two Nurmys fighting. Saeed and Usman over in Bellator. Usman and Bellator is a, a minus a billion. It is steamed to the moon. Minus 2100 is what DK currently A fight that could right go to right a now.
3: decision, too. Like, very well could go to a decision.
4: Yeah, but Benson Anderson can't win this fight. Um, at least I don't think so. But fuck, what do I know? I thought Alexa Grasso couldn't win this fight, so never trust anything I say. Uh, I felt honor-bound to, to do a Nurmagomedov parlay. I don't feel good about it. I'm being entirely honest. <laughs> it's like I don't think the value is on betting Saeed Nurmagomedov here. Maybe he is the cleaner striker and the more well-rounded fighter. I'm not even sure that that's true, but... like maybe that but he is too passive for this like i think martinez is is going to work at a much higher rate uh, than saeed and if they get into grappling exchanges then sure i'd say saeed has the advantage but i love Mon, uh, um not not Mana, mona last weekend love uh love jonathan Martinez's is kicks i think he's a very live dog in this fight i i I'm sort of interested in betting him, but for the fact that I, I just have to rock the Nermi parlay. Here
3: are the two sides that I'm thinking here. Either Jonathan Martinez as a as a dog or Saeed Nurmagomedov inside the distance, like, plus 180. I, like, in my opinion, I I feel like that's kind of mispriced. Like, Saeed, four of his last five wins in the UFC have come by finish. I feel like he's always alive for a finish, even when we saw him struggle in that round one in his last fight against... Kakramanov, and it looked like he was going to get outworked to a decision, and then he just pulls up a. He's gi- a pulling
4: pulling victories out of nowhere for sure.
3: It feels like he's just always alive for a finish throughout the entire fight and I, I feel like if he's going to win, it's going to be inside the distance, and you're getting a minus two forty turned into a plus one eighty at that point. Like you're you're making a shift of almost four hundred points for what I think is 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 his most likely outcome. But then I'm kind of like you, man. Like and then I'm like, "Is Jonathan Martinez like how live is Jonathan Martinez? Like if it stays at range and like they're just getting into a striking contest, they're both tricky as hell on the feet. They both have crazy kicks. Yeah. Jonathan, that's a that's a super winnable fight for Jonathan Martinez. Very but winnable. like if Saeed's pushing pressure and he's really trying to force the grappling, like I feel like this is Saeed all day, and I feel like he probably finds a finish. I'm at odds here, dude. I, I don't know what to do.
2: Either way, I, I, I like a plus
3: money play. I don't like laying the chalk with with Said outright. I like no I like terrible. either taking in, to... I like either taking the inside the distance or or Jonathan Martinez straight.
4: If you were being responsible or not responsible, if you were being a smart better, then uh you would just not bet this fight. I think <laughs> I'm probably just answer. not
3: gonna bet this fight. I'm gonna be totally honest.
4: Yeah. I think that Actually, that's basically what I'm hearing from you. I think the correct answer yeah. is simply don't bet this fight. If they had like
3: the and double as a
4: fan, buddy. Yes facts We're just talking facts. about facts
3: facts if they had like a uh, saeed by finish or jonathan martinez by decision bet i would do they not have that up that. well it's always like saeed by ko or martinez by decision
4: they also don't have those up yet on on dk but also yeah that's fair they don't do the 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 double chance and double ended that makes yes. sense
3: yeah um yeah, I think I'm just gonna stay away, and then then but like yeah, if you're Saeed, making smarter choices. If Saeed wins a decision, <laughs> if Saeed wins a decision, then I'm just like, cool, cool. I'm glad I stayed away.
4: Yeah, I, I think, think I'm gonna that's cheer the for Jonathan
3: Martinez though. I think I'm gonna be cheering for Jonathan Martinez. Uh, I all right.
4: support that because in general, I would like to, but I have to root for Nurmi because I, I don't. If, if somehow Usman loses on Friday night, then sure, we can all be all aboard the Martinez train, but. Uh, assuming he doesn't, I got to rock the Nermy parlay.
3: All right. Let's move up to the last fight on the main card, light heavyweight bout, Vitor Petrino taking on Anton Turquoise. Uh Right now you can get Vitor for minus 115, Turkalj 105. This really just comes down to what do you think is going to happen? Do you think Petrino is going to knock him out or do you think Turkalj is going to be able to get the grappling going and just sort of rides it out to a pretty dominant decision win? Uh, if you have a feeling on that, props God, to you. You're, you're God probably, bless you. You're probably making a really good bet that that is going to look really great in hindsight. But I, I have no idea. I don't know. This but feels like a contender series fight.
4: Here's the truth: it's not just that you don't know. Vegas doesn't know. This is a pick'em fight, and this isn't a. This is a pick'em fight for the exact reasons. They have no clue what's going to happen. This isn't like. We have mountains of tape and this is simply too close to call. This is they've both fought like eight times and we don't have any clue. This there's no idea of what's going on here. So if you're betting it, props to you. I think that if if I was like if you put a gun to my head and were like, hey, you've got to make a bet on here. One, I'd ask you, why is this the fight that we think that we we need to be forcing action on? But I think I'd probably be looking at the under, um, uh, an alternate under two and a half or whatever, just because I g- agree that it's probably either going to be a knockout or uh, the pleasure man, shout out to AK Lee, gets the grappling going, finds a, a finish in that realm. But I, you just should not be betting on this fight uh, in any regard, really.
3: It's interesting that it's a main card fight. I'm not going to lie.
4: I'm not sure why, because there's six fights on this main too. Like it, yeah. this would be pretty clearly the fight to drop from it, do a five-fight main. But it's all it's all on ESPN Plus. It's all the same.
0: Yeah, it does. It doesn't really make a difference. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch
1: you can find it on the PropG pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Uh, all right, let's keep it rolling. Next up, it's a heavyweight bout. You got a couple of these on the card for you.
4: Is this a heavyweight bout? I. That's an important question because I'm seeing conflicting reports of heavyweight weightiness here. Tapology does not have this listed as a heavyweight bout. The UFC does. You do have it listed. This was not... It was not listed at heavyweight. Okay. But the oh, UFC does.
3: These guys are probably going to weigh in around the same
4: weight. 235, Yeah, it's gonna light going to be like heavies. Yes,
3: they're, they're going to be somewhere in that range. That's where they both weighed in last time. But this
4: is a heavyweight bout. That's important, obviously, for me.
3: Lucas Dresky taking on Carl Williams. Uh Right now, this is one of those lines that has gotten steamed up big time uh carl williams minus 200 Tretsky 170 um yeah so like i played carl williams blind like you want to know why i think you can I probably guess why you want to know why it's georgia boy i mean atlanta top team's very own like i mean this american is-
4: top team atlanta
3: american top team atlanta <laughs> i prefer atlanta top team thanks though
4: i respect it uh i am glad that you you noted that I took it
3: at a much different line, though, dude. I'm not going to lie; like these these lines have really gotten steamed up.
4: Yeah, I, I I was talking actually again with AK Lee before this, and it was just like I can't bet against Carl Williams because he's no, training at ATT Atlanta. Got to respect the respect the group. Um, I don't have any confidence, and I could never lay this price on him, though, because I have no again no confidence in the outcome here. I will say. It is. It's a heavyweight fight. We had to do it. We're taking the over two and a half. It's minus one fifteen. I don't know that I feel good about that either, if we're being honest. But uh, let's hope that things get real heavyweighty because it could certainly get very heavyweighty amongst these these fellows. And that's that's the dream for me is that this goes long. Well,
3: I think there's a real chance that that happens, dude. I went back and watched the Dresky Boudet fight. Uh, I mean, it felt like Dresky did enough to win that fight. I mean, he significantly outstriked Boudet, but I guess, you know, Boudet was landing more damaging shots. I don't think Dresky carries a ton of power here, dude. I mean, Not there was time. never there was never even a moment where Boudet was in trouble, man. Like, yeah, he's got five knockout wins or whatever it is uh, against super low-level competition. But, like, I mean, through the 15 minutes, he landed, like, 125 significant strikes, and there was never a moment where Boudet looked like he was in trouble. Um and I don't know how long this is going to stay standing for. Like, Carl Williams. I think Carl's at, probably going to get it to
4: the floor. F- I mean, as an underdog, frequency.
3: as an underdog, he went in there and just ragdolled a Penn State wrestler. Like, can't really speak too much on Dresky's takedown defense, but from the opening bell, Carl Williams, beautiful level change and gets secures a takedown and then racks up like 12 minutes of control time and lands a, a lot of shots. He works from the top two. Uh, I feel good about Carl Williams here. I think there's a clear path to victory. Come in, take him down, win the fight.
4: I, I, support I think it bodes you well can... for you over,
3: too. I think it bodes well for you over.
4: I really hope so. I'd like to ask you a question as we move on about a fight that's not on our list because I was a little surprised, particularly after hearing that you took Carl Williams in the dark, ATT Atlanta guy, Rafael Asensal, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Marietta guy. I knew you, I we yeah, discovered knew you this that. in the thing. Alpharetta I, guy, too. Yeah, or Alpharetta, so Sorry, sorry, Alpharetta guy. Um, I'm here's here, my Alpharetta. thing.
3: Here's my thing. I think he did what he had to do for us against Victor Henry. That was a beautiful cash. We got him at like plus three hundred. It was it was it was unbelievable. He did what he had to do, and you know his time is done. I I like. I'm a guy so who's you're not been feeling on-
4: confident about about Davey Grant for him. Is what I'm hearing.
3: Davey Grant's Davey Grant's a, a chaotic man. If it stays standing, I think Davy Grant's probably gonna get the better of the exchanges. I don't know, man. I we also I also have to remember that a is, is 40.
4: So I am on the fence on this one. I that's where I was. The idea of Davy Grant reflexively makes me think that like he probably should just hit Sun Sunsow, but he's not the best defensive wrestler a uh, Sun Tau is a very smart fighter. He's composed on the feet. Grant's a little wild. Can probably avoid the big shots. I think, particularly getting my underdog odds right now, again, think that this could be okay. The thing, honestly, that's kept me away is I thought he would be a little bit bigger of an underdog. I thought I'd be getting a bit more of a price on him. Plus 120 that's thing. Yeah, plus is 120. not a huge kick for me here. Um, and so it's it leaves me. Uh, it leaves me asking questions. I guess I was hoping coming into this blind. I was like hoping maybe you had something to feel, a vibe here. Obviously not the case. Maybe I. I want to see when we get a little more prop action down. Maybe see what a Sun Tzu by decision is. There is, I guess, the fear of a submission. Tzu was a BJJ black belt, but that hasn't ever really been his game for the most part. So out by decision, maybe we get a little bit more line release on it, but I'm
3: I'm, I'm circling this fight. +220. out by decision +220.
4: Oh, that's that might Here's get. What I've learned. Here's that what might, I've learned. That might get me into it from there.
3: Here's what I've learned. Just because I'm a fan of someone, just because I'm going to support them, does not mean that I have to place a wager on them. Could have come in handy with Sirogan last week. I can just Could. I mean Volkanovsky. As close as that fight was, my tickets still would have been losers had I bet on Volkanovsky Supporting him as a fan, just because I'm going to be cheering for a Tao. Seeing fighting out of Alpharetta, Georgia gets me going. I mean, it just revs me up. Doesn't mean I have to bet on him. If I was going to this event, I would be placing a wager on Rafael Sunsal, no doubt. But because I'll be watching from my couch, fourteen of
4: a twenty-eight wins by decision. That's. That's a that's a lot. Davy Grant. David Grant. I mean, been submitted a number of times, but not all that recently. I don't know. I don't know. I may, I'm not pulling the Here's trigger the yet, the but thing. I'm very Here's much considering just betting a Sun out here. I'm not doing it yet. Who I'm might have continue talked
3: to continue to I'm to you off the ledge. But no. my defense is if you're having this much, that's inner- a great argument. Argument, argument, stay, away. Just that's stay what, away. I think I think we're in a learning process together. I think that's what we're doing here. I think I hope the listeners are riding on this together. The bets, I place too many bets. That's just oh,
4: hey, point I, a blank
3: true. When it comes to a UFC card, I place <laughs> way too many bets. I actually would love if I could get my bets down to like limit like five singles and like one parlay every card. I'm getting better, but I still have eight singles and two parlays for this card.
4: I've actively gotten worse since we started doing the show.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, Three I got. I've got eight. I've got eight singles and two parlays, and I think that's it. I think I'm done. I think that's it. I, I
4: have, think if you're having I this have much eight inner eight singles, question, one parlay, and then an open parlay leg. Here's what I'm going to do, Connor, and then we can move tell. on. Not going to bet, yes. but. If this price moves to plus one fifty, then I'm then I'm taking the shot on him. And that's where we're We're not gonna play the prop. I don't think it will, but if something happens, if Davy Grant gets steamed up and we get a sense out plus one fifty or higher, at that point I'm gonna jump on it. So
3: I don't mind that. I don't mind that. A man of principle, a man that plays at prices. Numbers matter in this in this game, folks. Numbers definitely matter. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't hate that you brought that up. I don't hate that you did. Obviously, you had to. Him fighting out of Georgia. I mean, if we were really, you know, being degenerates, you'd do the Georgia parlay and it would be Marab.
4: I considered it. <laughs> I considered it for sure.
3: I mean, maybe that's your D Gen play of the week. Marab by decision, a sunset by decision, Carl Williams by decision, the Georgia decision parlay. No, what can I tell mean?
4: you can I tell you the real D gen thought I have? It goes back okay, to an earlier one. Me. I'm scratch not on it,
3: but scratch that itch.
4: Volkov in round three. Is it dude. plus 1,400? And plus 1,400 Volkov in round three. And I'm just, I was just hovering over it. Like,
3: I'm not going to lie. I never even looked Romanov, at the number, but that dude.
4: What if Romanov gasses out and Volkov just puts it on him as the fight goes on? As, I, Mar- was Mar- as I was Tendoro taping it. As I was taping it. not a finisher. Volkov kind of is. Like.
3: As I was taping it. What's round two? What's
4: round two? Uh, hold on. I'll look it up for you. But as you were taping it while I looked this up, uh, Uh, round two, Volkov round two is plus 850.
3: Okay, that's not nearly as enticing, but uh,
4: much less big of a number than plus 1400.
3: I'm, I'm actually, whoa, I'm seeing a book with plus 1700.
4: That is even more enticing.
3: Wow, that has come down drastically at one book, it opened up at, uh, Dude, I, it's actually hilarious that you say that because that exact thought process crossed my mind. If he survives... <laughs> dude... We got to do it then. If he survives round one... Well, I don't mind this because it's just like a sprinkle. Like, we're yeah, just like... I should
4: put a buck on it. One, 1% one percent of my brand new bankroll is going on this then. Got to do it.
3: I mean... I don't mind, like... Is there like a Volkov 2 or 3 prop out there?
4: Is uh, that prop? Like, Ooh, probably not. I don't well, maybe. I don't think DK does it because I think DK does one and two and then three in decision and they're yeah. paired. Yeah. And they're paired groupings.
3: I mean, that makes sense. Um. All right. Uh I haven't placed that yet, but like just think I might about just it. have like a I do my graphics for him. I might just have a whole sprinkles graphic this week. Just Ooh. Just
4: just little ice cream cone sprinkles, just yeah. Man.
3: I mean, it's it's actually funny that you say that because that is something that I seriously considered. Was was Volkov I, right?
4: I I feel so confident now that we've both considered it. I got I'm throwing a buck on it, and you know maybe we'll might make well. a big big juicy game. All right,
3: that's point two units for you. I'll throw I'll throw a yeah. ten piece on it. 0.2, <laughs> 0.2 units for myself as well. Boom. Yeah, I don't I don't mind that. I, I might even make it a full quarter unit. Nah, no, I'm not, no, I'm yeah, not, don't, point don't two, point don't, two, don't, point two units. Point two, units, point two units, like that's, that's Next it, fight. get in, get out.
4: I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this because I won't even pretend like I have any of them for this bout.
3: <laughs> uh, are you talking about Dumas versus Fremd? I sure am. I mean, it's like, if we want to get into it, like if you're on MMA Twitter, like this seems to be the bout in contention this week. This is uh, this is the the point of all arguments going on right now. Uh, it feels like everybody's on Dumas and anyone who isn't says that anyone on Dumas is just a square loser. Uh, I mean, it's hot in the streets. Personally, I don't get into that kind of stuff. Don't really care what any anyone else bets. Like I, I like seeing people win, but in terms of like what else people bet, I don't really care. I took Dumas at, at minus 140. Uh, I like, first of all, for me, it was Dumas or stay away. Sure, it's I know it's typically dog or pass, but like I'm just I'm not putting my money on fremd. Uh, went back and watched the Trezian Gore fight. Like yeah, he had, he found some success, but like I don't rate Trezian Gore very highly. Uh, and he got finished in the second round by Trezian Gore. And sure, he he survived 15 minutes against Fluffy, but like it was it was never really in doubt who was going to win that fight. I just think Dumas is, is going to be the faster guy with the better grappling here, and I think he's going to push the pace and, and try and get a finish here. And I, I don't think Fremd is going to like that, and I, I think he's going to get it done inside the distance.
4: I respect your breakdown. I would could never trust my money on either of these fighters. I'm not going to bet on a man named Dumbass. You just can't do it. You hold a little bit of
3: contention towards him because he wanted to charge for an interview. Did he really do that? Oh, I thought you would have heard about this. Yeah. No. He, he
4: like wanted to charge someone a hundred dollars. That's, I had not heard about that. Uh, I don't hold any, any ill will. I mean, now that try, everyone's try involved bag, in it, I guess, but <laughs>
3: now that everyone's involved in it, I wish I didn't bet on it.
4: I, I understand that feeling. Is he the dude, uh, that, the? I think I actually maybe remember hearing about this. So I didn't recognize that it was him. Yeah. I don't. I mean, good for you I guess if you think you can get it, but I am extremely confident that no one should ever pay that man for <laughs> for an interview until he puts some more wins under his belt in an organization that matters. So, yeah. Yeah,
3: who knows? I could end up being wrong. That's okay, and I'm sure on Twitter, you know, this will be the this will be the deciding factor of of who is a competent gambler and who is not. Um, that's just kind of how Twitter works. Uh, I think last week it was the MAB uh, uh, Marquez fight I think that was like there's always the one each week on Twitter yeah. that people like decide that that's who, the who knows who, who knows what mm-hmm. yeah that that's like the defining factor in, in sharp for square A couple weeks ago it was on Drage Blanchfield I was a square that week I was a sharp the, the week after who knows what will happen here Um, but yeah I mean it's not going to be a bet that I say that I have a, a ton of confidence in it um, yeah sure yeah, we'll see. Uh, I've gotten a decent amount of CLV this week, which means absolutely nothing. Uh, but that is, uh, you know, that line is moving more and more. So I guess if you're going to want to play friend, maybe you hold off a little bit. Uh, one that I have that isn't on the list of fights that Ooh. we're going to talk about. Just want to throw it out. Ooh, there. Secret bet. JJ Aldrich
4: versus Ariana. Uh, I tell me. Because I want action on this fight. <laughs> all right, so like when you have a chance to bet on bad women's flyweight I mean, fights, how do you J. J. pass Aldrich, it
3: up? JJ Aldrich is, uh, you know, she her last loss was there in Blanchfield. Aged pretty well. It's not a bad she, loss. She found some success there too. Sure, she got finished. Uh, okay. Lipsky, Lipsky mm-hmm. has just looked terrible of late. Like she she has not looked good at all. Uh, finished in her last three losses, all coming by some sort of knockout or ground and pound. She's never lost by submission. Ariani, uh, JJ Aldrich has never won by submission. Now that would be too big brain. I'm not going that
4: far. I love this galaxy brain tank.
3: That's going way too far. That's going way too far. I mean, that would just be an insane thing. What What would we say to JJ Aldrich by knockout? knowing know what's, she hasn't knocked anyone out since 6 and 8 Kathina Low in 2016 yeah that
4: is a tough hang i uh i love the ambition i i cannot follow you into this battlefield
3: what are you thinking what if you were going to put action down what would you be thinking
4: probably jj aldrich by decision i don't even know what that price is Right now, I mean, because um, it can't be money. good. It's minus money. Yeah, well, yeah, she's minus like three hundred something. So, and all she does is win by decision. So, I'm sure it's minus like one eighty or something.
3: Yeah, I mean, some could say she couldn't even finish a piece of pizza. Others, I, big brain.
4: Some can say. I'm I'm seeing plus one hundred to minus one twenty uh, around on on best fight odds. So, you know, about even money. If I if you made me bet. It would be that, or I would take maybe an over. You know, maybe I'll parlay up over one and a half when that alternate line drops. But I'm just not betting. I'm trying to be a little bit smarter after losing literally my entire bankroll. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's probably a good thing to
4: do.
3: I don't know why, man. I don't know why. I might throw if a quarter the unit. is
4: calling to you. I might just throw, throw a, a quarter unit
3: down on JJ Aldrich by knockout. Throw a sprinkle on the universe calling to you. Okay, here's another one that I'll throw out to you: JJ Aldrich minus three and a half points. That covers the finish, but it's also her being pretty dominant in decision win minus one thirty. The last I like that
4: a lot better. Listen, I like that a lot better.
3: The last two that we threw out point spreads, I said John Jones minus five and a half plus one eighty. That would have gone well. The one that we really talked on last week that none of us played that we should have. Was Tabitha Ricci minus three and a half plus one sixty five? We really messed up not taking. yes just,
4: just an idiot maneuver from us. Realistically, just JJ an absolute minus three and a half. bozo maneuver. I mean, when I was think what the I might last do time. Day. actually. I kind of like this because I'm looking looking back through uh, Lipsky's run right now. Her losses outside of the finishes. I mean, she had 30-27 to cross by Molly McCann 30 is against Joanne Calderwood what does I, JJ Aldrick like
3: to do what is she what is she talking about there's no way this is 20. Beat. JJ Aldrich 30 27 Jillian Robertson. Robertson
4: what, what's the price
3: 30 on 30 27 Vanessa Demopoulos.
4: I love this what's the price on this you could you could be selling me right now minus 130. for the point spread
3: yeah Oh, okay. Here's a here's a really interesting world. She she 30 27 on one scorecard, which that's all you need, and then 29, 28. So she would have covered this spread in wow. Yeah, she would have covered this spread in all but two of her UFC wins. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So five of her seven.
4: And Lipski would have, would have lost this in all five of her UFC losses. In all five of her losses,
3: I'm lucky. Right
4: I'm in. I'm in. Minus yeah, 130. Let's in. go.
3: Minus... I think I might get crazy. This is,
4: we've, we found this just together. Unity. Adding more bets. That's what I definitely needed on this card is more bets.
3: I I still might throw the quarter unit. Sprinkle on J.J. Aldridge by K. Okay.
4: You know this. You know this from... From my Dan Hooker days, when the universe says, "I just this is happening," and I just said, oh, "Dan Hooker, TKO round two, it's going to happen." Boom! Yeah, JJ the universe.
3: JJ Aldrich minus. I like that much better than the KO, but there's
4: the point really spread bet I'm actually a big fan of. So I'm I'm oh, on yeah. that no, with I've you. I'm jumping that, that, in.
3: Yep. That is that has been placed. JJ Aldrich by KO. Boom. Guessing around is is too cute. KO plus 400. Don't hate that one bit. All right. Let's keep this moving because we are running out of time. I have uh, nothing to
4: say on these fights. Almost. Well,
3: good because I'm going to be very quick. Uh, men's band them way bout, Mario Bautista, 43-year-old Guido Canetti. Bautista's minus a million. Canetti's whatever coming back. I took Bautista at minus 800. Um, yeah, Canetti, Wild. Decent striker. Sure, he's won his last two fights against Chris Matinho and Randy Costa. Those men cannot be trusted. He's 43 at bantamweight, and now he's getting a serious test. A dude that has looked fantastic his last few times out. Mario Bautista. I think Bautista has this standing. I think he has this on the ground. I think that's what he's going to do is take this to the ground and finish Canetti. I got Bautista in a parlay. I got fight doesn't go to a decision in a parlay. That's how I feel about that one.
4: I have no notes. We can move on to the final UFC v- fight.
3: Last one that we get to talk about. It is a men's flyweight bout. Is that Boy, 125 are we back, pounds? 125 and are we back? We lost out on our last one with Ode Osborne uh, and Charles that Johnson. Not no, 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 no. Bout. No, no, you didn't hear me correctly. We lost oh. out on it. We didn't Uh-oh. lose the bet. We gotcha, lost gotcha, out gotcha, on gotcha, it because gotcha, Charles gotcha. Johnson came in heavy. We get this one. I trust both these guys. Tyson Nam, vet, professional. Bruno Silva, yeah. We're coming in at 125, 125 and a half, maybe 126 if we're feeling froggy when it comes to weigh-ins on Friday. Here's the thing. Here's why I like this one. I took the under 2.5, minus 140. Uh, what better way to come back? Tyson Nam. Three wins in the UFC. All three coming by first or second round
4: knockout. Oh, you got it at minus 140? Yeah, what it's do you got? It's coming the other way. It's minus 135 right now. What? Oh yeah. wow!
3: Okay, a little uh, not what I expected. As,
4: they uh, they must the Vegas must not be aware that Ode Osborne missed weight, and so they adjusted incorrectly. That's that's where we're going. Got Give
3: it, it to uh, get it to even money somehow. I don't know. Everyone keep pounding me over. I'll play it again. I'll put another half unit on it if it gets to even money. I'm 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 down all, like that.
4: All in on the flyweight unders, baby.
3: Bruno Silva, two wins in the UFC, both. By first or second round knockout. Five wins Love by these guys that. in the UFC, all by first or second round knockout. Now, sure, you're probably gonna be like, but Connor, none of them have been knocked out. What I say to that, just because you haven't been knocked out doesn't mean you can't be knocked out. And if this stays standing, which Tyson Nam has never completed a takedown in the UFC. Bruno Silva might look to grapple. I I would imagine he's going to. Tyson Nam has stuffed all four takedowns thrown up against him in the UFC. If it stays standing, I feel very confident in someone getting dropped here. Both these dudes have actual serious power at 125, especially Tyson Nam. Uh, And I think someone gets put out, and I think we cash another flyweight under. I feel very confident
4: just because every flyweight under bet this whole year has been stupidly easy in (laughs) cashing
3: there's something in the water there's something in the water down there at 125
4: the least stressful bets of all time i think this
3: is one that goes late second round and then we get the finish
4: let me tell you how confident i am i am more worried about one of them missing weight okay than i am about it's not hitting under because Uh, they miss weight then chaos cause and effect anything could happen but Absolutely. This, I mean it's obvious it's a flywood yeah. under. What are we talking about here?
3: Not to be a dick, not to ruin your day. I don't want to be that guy. Your confidence really carries no weight after last week, I have to say that.
4: It doesn't. I understand <laughs> that. And I'm uh, I neither of our you.
3: confidence should carry any weight. Like let's be real here. Uh twenty twenty three, we entered some sort of weird dimension where we just can't it's get out year. of the box. It's it's
4: been a Look, all right. I the would past say is, the past is for cowards. Mine is, listen I'm not forward. having a
3: bad year. I'm not going to say that yet. I'm having a mediocre year. That's how, that's where I'm at right now. I'm not. I'm not ready to say bad yet. I love I'm this. I love that.
4: Year. I love the optimism. It's a
3: spend because all it takes is one big week and then we're back and then we're so back because even if I say I just win like three units this week, then it's like I just cut. I just cut the red in half and now we're just going to get it all back on 286.
4: I say you've just convinced me of something. I love the idea of all you need is one big week and you get it back. Oh, yeah. I now am for sure just going to throw one dollar on a super super grimy parlay yep. a week yep. that'll pay out infinite dollars if it hits, because then I have the hope of one big shot and we're we're there. Is it? Smart? I just need that mojo, no, I need but I just need mojo. the one.
3: I need that well, mojo back. I need my Billy Strut. I need that like. Yup, how'd you do this week, Connor? I did fucking great, man. I went six and one on singles and hit both my parlays and I ended up nine units. That's what I need. I just need one of those weeks to, to shake off the cobwebs. It's like it's like I hate the year reset thing. Like, Dude, I bet all the way up until Bellator Rising last year, mm-hmm. literally the final day of 2022, one, like three units on that. And it's like ever since the flip, the script has
4: flipped, new year it's all gone south. It's
3: I hate the I hate the year flip, I have to say, I hate it. Uh that's all before the time we've got though. Can before we get out of here, oh, I want to God.
4: very briefly throw a couple Bellators at you. Oh yes,
3: so, yes, 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 yes.
4: I know that you're not on any Bellator action at the moment, which seems crazy to me considering, as you said at the top of the episode, most of your wins have come in boxing and Bellator. So I just
3: really don't like this card, I'm not gonna lie. Okay.
4: I mean, it's fair. I I'm on the aforementioned Usman Nurmagomedov in the Narmi parlay. It's we don't even need to talk about that fight.
3: Okay.
4: Uh, I'm going to be taking Michael Page. He is currently listed at minus one twenty against goti amauchi Does uh, it just feels like, worry you you at all? No, it just feels like a good good price for him. Like this is it won't shock me if if, if Gauti gets it done, but I think Page is, is very difficult to get down. I mean. He he's proven pretty – Logan Storley played hell trying to get him down, just held him for long periods of time. And he's still a very dynamic striker. So uh, maybe it's a mark move. I'm taking it anyway, minus 120. I really want to have something on the co I haven't done the tape study to crunch numbers on Shabli uh, and, and Musayev. But let me tickle your fancy with Moldovsky, Linton, Vassal. Currently Moldovsky, major, major favorite. But you know what this fight is, Connor? It's a heavyweight Nasty. fight. Oh. And there's a over at two and a half is is minus 150. I don't know if you know this. These two fine gentlemen have fought before, uh, several years back. That went to a grimy old decision. Because I don't know if you know this, Valentin Moldovsky to grimy decisions that man has never finished a a slice of pizza per your previous words uh outside of the no contest from an accidental eye poke his last five fights have all gone to the scorecards uh and before that it's like eight of his last nine or ten of his last 11 some some huge number man just goes to the cards over two and a half is minus 150 linton vassal not a big finisher either so I'm extending my heavyweight overs to Bellator this week as well.
3: That I don't hate. You gave the numbers for it. You gave while you were taking it. I don't hate that, dude.
4: I actually think, like, legitimately, that's just a very reasonable bet to be making this weekend.
3: But again, I know
4: I'm a moron.
3: We are both morons. We're in this together. Uh, (laughs)
4: Love uh, the team spirit.
3: You know? Uh, Yeah, I mean, Vassal, like, three of his last four wins are by KO, I suppose.
4: Yeah, but we've seen this fight. I know exactly what's going to happen. It's going to be a lot of hugging.
3: Yeah, I guess Moldovsky <laughs> has never been finished before.
4: Yeah. It's... Just feels... It feels like it shouldn't be minus 150 for this to be over two and a half.
3: Yeah, yeah.
4: So yeah I'm I guess not saying true. go crazy. This is the lock of the century. Yeah, I have
3: placed it yet. Yeah. Maybe I yeah. uh, can get it down for to win the half unit.
4: Think, You know, just think about it. You, just, you think about it and... Uh, we'll we'll reconvene next week you'll let me know what you did on it
3: yeah i mean i can promise you i'm gonna take a nasty uh violence parlay for bellator these these squash there are a couple options out
4: there for that
3: these squash matches typically set up for some first round finishes so uh yeah i'm i'm definitely gonna look into that as lines continue to drop throughout the week that is all we've got time for though that is it little bit of bellator 292 it doesn't really get the gears going as much i mean march is a ufc month you just got to kind of got to accept that we'll focus on other things in april uh wrestlemania we got tank garcia sure there's a couple bell you going to have to talk me cards through cards,
4: wrestlemania bets you know
3: I actually don't know how to do it myself. Royal Rumble's my specialty. That's my cup oh, of tea. Okay. Uh, okay. Predict the men's and women's win of the last two years. No big deal. It's almost like it's scripted. In, NBD. I mean, it's just no big deal. Uh, but we, those are for later episodes of No Bet's part For now, thanks so much for listening. This is the week. I just have to say it, Jed. This is the week. So
4: we can get back on track, baby.
3: I, I, I can't wait. I cannot wait to get back on track. This is the week. Uh, for all of us here at No Bet's Bard, thanks for listening. See you next week. UFC 286, London, London Town.
4: UFC London, let's go. Love you guys.
2: You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network.
0: And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Bay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it.
1: What does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself.